wig? Did you just say wig? Wig, okay. Starting. Hi, kids. Hi. Uh, I, I'm right here. I'm C Tepper. And I'm and this is. Oh. We haven't introduced <laughs> you. <Jump>! <laughs> <laughs> and this is Wiggy. Welcome to Dragon Snap, our special guest for today. I don't have to ask Caitlin who we're doing because she introduced herself. Wiggy, um, for um. Transparency sake. Uh, me and Caitlin Wait, haven't okay. recorded in a minute, so this is our <laughs> getting I, back I, in this. If I, if I get to talk about why. <laughs> Do you want to? For once it's Wait, my fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's okay. usually not my fault. The rain I am ready um, of COVID Mary has been moved, has been shifted onto Caitlin. <laughs> um, I got COVID. Was that your I, first time? Yeah, I dodged it for like two and a half years. Shit. Or whatever. However long this pandemic's been going on. I'm perfectly healthy. Untrue. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't think so. Um, you know, hanging out. Um, glad we're talking. And glad we're talking to our special guest, Ginger Von Snap. Welcome, my love. Yeah. You can talk Hi. now. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to talk. <laughs> oh my God, I, I'm so glad I got permission. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, baby's ready to leave the corner um here at wigging out we like to um you know withhold rights until they're needed <laughs> right okay <laughs> right rights um let's get into it shall we um caitlin's usual question how is your pandemic oh i didn't even put that in <laughs> <laughs> how was your pandemic uh, my pandemic was intense because I, I moved here to New York City right before it and I was completely alone and I had no friends and my family was all in North Carolina. So it was a lot. It was just learning New York and like learning a lot about myself because it was the first time I had ever been really alone and even lived alone. Mm -hmm. So uh, I realized that I actually do enjoy my myself's company and um yeah so i mean it was a little tough but we made it through and uh i feel like i'm stronger now because of it you know did you ever get covid yeah i've had it three times hey wow <laughs> just like three someone else on this podcast three times hey. uh, yeah we're covid marys baby <laughs> did you get it before or after the vaccines or both um, I got it during lockdown and then I got it after we started back up again. Um, and I had my first shot and then I got it about a month or two ago. Yeah. Woof. Maybe Damn. three months ago. Yeah. Freaking so My. Like, oh, go ahead. So like a year about a year in between each one same okay uh, <laughs> I'm a, well my second and third one were on the exact same day like a year apart it was wow. i remember that it was weird it was february 14th 
you know, the world just <laughs> literally said, we've got you on a calendar. <laughs> this is your moment. This is my internal clock telling me, um, you should be sick for a little bit, you know? Again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned um, North Carolina. Are you there, from there originally? Originally born in Ohio, but um, I'm from North Carolina. I was raised there since I was five. So I like to tell people that I'm from Ohio because who wants to admit they're from North Carolina, you know? Oh, it's <laughs> nice there. I just think of, um, oh, what's that author who did the notebook and everything? Yes. Who is that? I don't know, but yeah. Why am I blanking? <laughs> but like he says all his stories in North Carolina. So North Carolina, where I'm from is nice. It's like Asheville, which is uh, a pretty like progressive town inside of like a god-awful red state so growing up there was decent but um the only problem is like it's still the south so people Mm. it's like progressive for the south does that make sense yeah so um it just i i couldn't i couldn't do it anymore i was like i have to go why i moved here well did you have like a breaking point where you're like i'm out yeah, I think the breaking point was um, whenever I, I like had like a big argument with a couple friends of mine, and then I was like, you know what, I'm I'm leaving. Like, I'm sick of dealing with like this like small town drama. This all this is like so stupid. And so I just like set a date, packed my things, and moved. Damn bitch. Why did you decide New York? Um, well, I was tossing between LA because I have friends and family in LA, mm-hmm. and then I was also thinking about New York, and then I was thinking about randomly Louisiana, um, New Orleans, uh, mostly because I had connections in all those other places. Yeah, but I chose the one place that I didn't have connections in, and it was because it was closer to my family. That makes sense. So I wanted to still be in the same time zone and still be able to like connect with my family you know that's very kind of you <laughs> i mean going there i guess if you didn't have the connections then you could really make a fresh start yeah right yeah and i i think that the idea of like starting fresh and like no one knowing who i was and being able to like revamp myself and my drag was just kind of like very appealing so mm-hmm. speaking of your drag how did you get involved in drag You've been doing it for a decade. <laughs> oh, wow. Officially this year, 10 years. Um, thank y'all. I started in 2012. Yeah, I I start at the very, very, very first time I think I ever did drag was for a friend's 17th birthday party. It was a costume themed birthday party. And I went as a literal interpretation of a drag queen. So I had like a gown on and then like a drag race jacket and then like a crown <laughs> I was like, beautiful queen. quotation marks here <laughs> and then um I don't know I just kind of dabbled in, in makeup and like played around a little bit in my bedroom and never really made anything serious of it until one day I went out to a local bar in Asheville and I like ended up randomly locking my keys in my car and one of the drag queens helped me get them out. And then she was like, I would love to like do your makeup. You'd be a beautiful drag queen. So then 
that next week she did my makeup and I did a competition and here we are. <laughs> Damn, that did was you... a, a quick progression. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you win that competition? Yeah. Oh no, baby. No. Oh, boo, boo. <laughs> I'm busted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Even though another queen did your makeup for, for the first time. I looked like a 75-year-old woman. I'm here for that. Made me look I hope I'm you took photos. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was great. She made me look so old, and I had black hair, and I never wear black hair. How, how did Eureka O'Hara become your drag mom? Um, well, Eureka and I performed at the same bar in North Carolina. Um, she was a house cast member there and I was working on becoming a house cast member there. And then we used to perform all the time together. She was originally from Johnson City, Tennessee, which is about an hour from where I lived. And she would bounce back and forth between there and Asheville all the time. And it wasn't until about two years ago that Eureka became my drag mother. Because originally, I wanted her drag daughter to be my drag mother. And she did. But me and her have kind of like fizzled out since then. Like we don't really talk much. Mm -hmm. And so um, Eureka was like, you know what? You help me. I help you. We we stay in contact way more. So I'll just be your drag mother. And this was at... um, her season premiere launch in New York City for All Stars. Mm. So it was like a year and some change ago. And I was like, okay, go off. So I love Eureka. She's so nice. She is. She's I tell everyone she's just like Big Mama. Like that's, that's yeah, that's definitely her. She takes care of people. She lets people live in her house. Like she's like Big Mama. Like she just wants to you know take care of everybody yeah (laughs) how did you get your drag name um my drag name came from the fact that i'm a redhead Mm -hmm. and i'm german so von (laughs) and i have an obsession with like horror and creepy and like um scary movies and the ginger snaps is one of my favorite movies so i um mixed it all together and was like ginger bond snap ah. oh i <laughs> legit thought it was just a cookie reference or like a cookie <laughs> you know what's funny is at the time i was just so naive i didn't think about that <laughs> now everyone associates me with cookies and to this day i still have not even eaten a ginger snap they're, they're good they're i love good, them yeah. i like them i hear um, they're a lot like uh like me you know they're they're sweet and spicy, but they also fuck up the roof of your mouth. That's oh. pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which part? <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> um, if someone was to ever see you perform, what could they expect? Let's see. I'm, I feel like I'm a mixed bag. It just depends on my mood, I guess. Um, for the most part, I feel like they would get like a song that isn't quite popular, but has a good beat. Usually I do a lot of songs that people don't know. And then um, a little bit of dancing, a little bit of tongue to cheek comedy. I like to perform literally. So if a song says like, 
dancing on my own. I like to pretend like I'm dancing by myself, you know, <laughs> just like silly, goofy stuff. What are, what would be like the biggest influences on your dad? Um, my biggest influences come a lot from, um, like I said, horror films, things like that, uh, 90s fashion, and uh, probably movie and pop culture references. Because I, the, the reason I have tons of pop culture tattoos on my body is because I love pop culture references. I was going to say, yeah, you too. Um, you said 90s fashion. Do you, anyone in specific? Um, probably Lindsay Lohan in uh, Parent Trap. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm showing that to my boyfriend for the first time because he's never seen either of them. Oh my so, god. So we just watched the first one, which I've seen many times. Work. And he's like, this is the best movie ever. I was like, just you wait. <laughs> you don't know what you're in for. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying there's two Parent Trap movies? Yeah, the yes. other is black and white. No, it's, oh, not. it's not in black and white. <laughs> it's with Haley Mills from Pollyanna. Yeah, I thought... I thought you meant like there was a sequel to like the 90s one. So um, the, the yeah, 90s yeah. one is like the sequel, basically. Yeah. What do you mean it's a sequel? I it's mean, it's not the sequel, it's a remake. Yeah, it's a remake. No, yeah. I thought like, never Let's mind. See. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Glad we're on, all on the same page. <laughs> There's <laughs> you know, two. Little did you know, the little girls never grew up. <laughs> Well, Mama. I found out the one, um, the one who's the gold digger in the '60s Parent Trap. She plays the mom in the Lindsay Lohan movie of the new Gold Digger. That is the connection, yes. Yeah, because she was the only one who would come back for it, I guess. Um, and I'd like to tell everyone all the time that uh, Lindsay Lohan's twin in the movie was actually me. <laughs> they just didn't give me credit. I remember growing up because I was there when it came out and like everyone thought like there was two actresses like no one yeah. understood that even as a kid actresses. I remember watching that being like wow Lindsay Lohan has a twin oh my god Good for I, don't, her. I don't know why they didn't just like ask like Mary Kate and Ashley you know well in the original the whole point was that she's one person yeah but the Mary Kate and Ashley did do a version of it but it's um I think that one was it takes two yeah with that version i did see all their little movies i miss those movies oh Bring my god those back. movies I anyways know. <laughs> stuff like that yeah just references my drag i love stuff like that like 90s films and 90s fashion and films and and stuff like that like i was obsessed with um corella deville growing up and i loved the cartoon and um fashion like that just like very avant-garde over the top 90s fashion like clueless yes that too oh my god as if i don't wear a lot of that stuff but i feel like a lot of my color palettes and stuff uh inspire that as it should be (laughs) (laughs) um we'll be we're gonna take our first little break kids and after we're gonna hear about miss ginger's um adventures in the pageant world and having our own show yay yay we'll be right back kids bye, bye. 
Oh my god, hi kids. Can you believe we have a sponsor on our little podcast? Crazy. Um, but my frequent employer and friend of the pod, also former guest of the pod, Reefy Royalty, is having a huge Pride event on June 21st at $3 Bill. Um, it's Trish Pride Edition. Can you believe? Um, I don't know if you've heard of Trish, but um, you should have at this point. It's one of the staples of Brooklyn Drag in the scene right now. Um, they always have the most amazing performances and performers, and this show is no different. Um, it's basically a mini Bushwick this year because for Pride, we have Brooklyn Drag royalty of Chikatitas, Jasmine Rice LaBeja, Mary Cherry, and our two most fabulous hosts, Reefy and Charlene. Um, come to the doors at 7.30 because I will be taking tickets. I will be saying hi to the girls. I, yep, I'm helping out. Can you believe? Um, and our incredible highlighter for this show is Mo Hart from RuPaul's Drag Race UK vs. The World. Uh, I believe runner-up. Um, I can't believe. It's so much fun. So um, come out. Come support. Again, $3 bill on June 21st, 7.30 p.m. Um, for the doors and the tickets and everything. Come out. It's going to be real cute. Um, hope to see you there. Bye. And we're back. We're back. Woo. Oh my god. Woo. What a break. How was your winter break, kids? Winter break. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh yeah, we're in summer, aren't we? Oh, uh, technically I think it's spring until June 20th. Mm, that doesn't count. We got we we skipped spring. It's summer now. I mean, in New York, spring lasts for one week, so we did it. I'm ready yeah. for the beach and Are you going to go to Fire Island? Well, I mean maybe if Robin Rose Quartz will allow me. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about I, You later. seem more of like a Reese Beach gay than a Fire Island gay. I don't think I will enjoy Fire Island, but I do want to go at least once, you know. Same. Same. I think we should all do like a group going to Fire Island. Let's just go. Just and to see. Like, we'll go Let's to just like... heckle. Let's heckle um, Robin, <laughs> Robin and then we'll leave. <laughs> go, go to the beach, go to like one party, leave the party, then go to another beach. I'm down. I'm here for it. I want to see a deer though. That's my only goal. I want to see, see a deer too. <laughs> I've never seen deers. I mean, not on the beach. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we have them in Staten Island, but like not like just around. I, um, say, I feel very, you know, out of place because I'm from the south, where bears and deer and all kinds of stuff, you know. You, uh, didn't, see, you didn't see any bears and deer in Florida, did, here. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, we did, definitely all the time. Um, I was gonna say, does Carolina have the gators? No. Nah. No, but I my family's from Florida, so I've I've seen alligators too. I'm sorry. My sister just did a gator <laughs> tour, and I want to go so bad. I've had gator. That's Taste of chicken. It it is. It's just like chewy chicken. Yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. My grandfather uh, loves to hunt, so we used to eat all kinds of stuff like venison and deer. And like, mm-hmm. I've had reindeer. Yeah. not from florida but i was like why are they doing in florida <laughs> uh santa had a you know pullover one night <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> which one um, was it, Vixen? 
<laughs> no, it was that it was that faggot Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, wow, <laughs> where is this going? Anyways, I don't know. Uh, this is why we don't win glamour awards. <laughs> um, it's it's gonna go to Monet again while she lives. I know there, it's so. gonna be Monet every year until they take away the um category. <laughs> Listen, I'm just glad if um Lady Bunny is still, you know, we're just. The podcast serves as a way to show that she's still alive. So that's are they good. even still doing episodes? I have no I idea. I never hear about it. Um, they talk about it on her I, other podcast. I feel like now it's just Monet and Bob, right? Well, it's always been them, but then they did Ebony and Ivory. Mm. Irony, not Ivory. irony. Oh, that's the you know that's the reference, but Clearly, yeah, they had an episode. They had an episode on Friday. Oh, okay. So, anyways, let's get back into talking about gender. Yeah, enough about <laughs> other people's podcasts that I don't listen to. <laughs> um, I have here that you've won a few pageants. Um, none of them look like they're from New York, but let's talk about them. <laughs> no, what title holders or what titles do you have? Not a single pageant is from. New York that I've won. Um, I won Miss Scandals, which is uh, the bar that I used to perform at in North Carolina. That's the the main title. I won Miss Blurge, Mixed Blurge Pride, which is the pride pageant in the town I used to live in. And then I won Miss Honey Boo, which is the Halloween themed pageant. Um, that was the first one I won. And I read I- that as Honey Boo Boo. Yeah, I mean, mm. it's like a silly like name. It's like Honey Boo, you know. Like, <laughs> I like that. I love that. Miss Honey Boo. <laughs> we should bring that to New York. I know. I I love Halloween pageants. I think they're so fun. And honestly, it's the only reason why I got into pageants is because I really wanted to win that one. I don't think we have Halloween pageants. No, here. we don't. Yeah. I don't even know what that would consist of. <laughs> there's like no pageants here, period. No, there's not. Not, not anymore. But I mean, yeah, it's never been really a thing here. I mean, there's some, but not really. They're fun, you know, whatever, but they're just, they're not my forte, honestly. But you won. Yeah, and I pissed a lot of people off doing it, too. Why? What'd you do? Because <laughs> I was only doing drag for two years, and a lot of drag queens feel like um, that you should prove your worth and your time before you get crowned a pageant, mm. like title holder, mm-hmm. because in the South, like, the end-all, be-all is winning all the titles, and mm. then at that point, you're, like, top-tier you have nothing else to prove like mm-hmm. kind of moment and i won three out of the five that we had and people were very upset about it and then i stopped competing i was like i'm not doing anymore after that so. yeah it seems very like cutthroat yeah they got very mad uh when i won miss scandals actually i was competing with my drag mother at the time this was like my very first drag mother and she lost to me Mm -hmm. and she had this huge pool in a community in Asheville 
and the, those people came backstage after I was crowned Miss Scandals and came up to me and literally said, don't worry, Ginger, it's not your fault you won. The judges just made a mistake, but there's nothing we can do about it now. And I'm like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Very crystal abasia moment. <laughs> it's not your fault you won. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. I'm saying, I'm saying that to a girl next time. <laughs> to say it when you lose next whatever next competition <laughs> so yeah that's pretty much what it was like so i only did them because i felt like i had to that's funny and then you won anyway yeah and it's interesting because the first time i competed for a pageant was the miss honeyboo pageant the first year i was doing drag and i got third and then i went back the next year and competed and i won all three of them back to back to back like two months apart oh damn that's why everyone's mad at you yeah honestly <laughs> she's just too good i don't she's... know if it was that i just think that they're too bad honestly <laughs> my god i just I'll... almost spit out my drink <laughs> call them out baby call them out. <laughs> i'm just kidding there are some pretty talented people there well, from that pageant system to New York's own pageant system, um, you also competed in Are You the Next Diva with Janelle Number no. 5. Um, what was the motivation behind that, and how did you ex- enjoy the experience? Well, that was the first competition that started back up after the Panini, so... Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to get out there and get my name out there, and I already knew who Janelle was from um long before i ever moved to new york because she was like part of the house of aja yep so i was like i just i think it would be kind of cool to like get janelle to know who i am you know she could maybe make connections for me yada yada so i was like let me just compete so i competed in the very first one that they had and then um I got second every time, like five weeks in a row. And I was over it, except for like <laughs> one week. I didn't even place in the top, but that's because I just kind of gave half-assed performance. But um, I finally won. And then I went and did the final competition, which was a lot of fun. It was like a big pageant with like a large prize. And I got uh, third or fourth in that one. Yeah, the experience was nice because it got me um bookings and experience in new york city that i wouldn't have gotten otherwise you know yeah that was a pretty big venue there too yeah the competitions were cute they, yeah do they still does she still do it i don't think so i don't think no, so. they do she's just gonna do the pageant now where she has like 13 people sign up for it and then they just battle it out it's just gonna be like one big event you know yeah I like weeklies. I get uh, them. It's being hard to get an audience, but I do like weekly competitions better. I, I think know. that's one of the reasons why she shut it down because that venue is so big and it's hard to pack it out now because no one wants to come True. and sit. It's yeah. a big venue. Yeah. Expensive. Um, and expensive. <laughs> I think we're just poor. We are poor. You know what I mean? Lot. I don't know if they're expensive or we're just poor. Well, I think it was all... Getting it? What was that? Did y'all look into renting it or something? 
Oh, no, God, no, no, no. Just like whenever we went to support. We went. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we went for brunch, brunch. or something. And, our, and then our, we also went to the finale. Yeah, we did go to the finale. Um, the drinks were just like crazy expensive. And then like the plates were really small. Tiny. So me and Caitlin were. We had to get like an extra appetizer because we, we had to like, split I, things because we we're like, yeah, this is not filling. I, I was like, <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> the pad thai is is a large portion. I always got the pad thai because it was a large portion and it was like thirteen bucks so. for brunch. Oh, that's not offer that for brunch. Oh, for brunch, yeah, girl. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our experience. Oops. Oh well. <laughs> Um, you also were the show director and host of Pride in your hometown. Yeah, I was. I um, After I won the Mixed Blurge Pride pageant, I um, it was like being tossed around a lot and I almost didn't get a give up. So I like talked one of my friends that was like really big in the community into purchasing it. So they purchased the pageant so that I could have a give up. And I helped them run the pageant. And then um, after my give up, the pride had reached out to me because I had put on the pageant and they were like, we really liked how well you like playing this event and um, you budgeted everything properly and your work was really good. So we'd like to hire you as our like show director and host for the, the pride organization. And I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Um, so I pretty much said yes. And then that next year I helped them plan the pride event and then the drag shows. We had like three drag shows and we had three stages. It was, it was pretty decent for a small town. We had, I think maybe 5,000 people walk through the park, which is, holy shit, which is really good. Like that's a lot. So I hosted the drag show and they do it in the park, the big park that they have in town. And then I was like the one hosting and while everyone was performing. So I was like announcing everybody and like announcing the sets and doing all that stuff. And then that's why I felt like I just kind of hit like a wall. I was like, I've done everything I could mm. now. But you could use that skill in your new show. The yeah, room. <laughs> nice segue there. <laughs> we love doing segue. <laughs> um, yeah, so my new show at the Slipper Room, um, Toothache, it's hosted the second Tuesday of every month. It's my first New York City drag show that I put together. I'm very excited about it. Um, and yeah, it's a good time, gal. Um, I basically try to try to book is many diverse different kinds of queer entertainers, not just drag entertainers. My biggest thing is that I want people that do queer performance or queer art and give them a platform. So like the last one I had a boylesque performer who hung from silks. I have a uh, trans ballerina in one. Um, she's a really good friend of mine. And I was like, please come and do like some of your ballet sets. And so she's gonna do a little ballet numbers. Like I just wanna book all kinds of different people. I've even been talking to like a stand-up comedian about doing a couple sets, like just all kinds of stuff. That's that's what I want. It's like, a, it sounds like a variety show. Yeah, pretty much. Like a, the only queer variety show in New York City. I mean, there's not too many of them, so. Not anymore, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's my show. What's the slipper room been like? Uh, the slipper room's been pretty great. 
it's where Lady Gaga got her start. So I, I always know. have to hear that story. She performed oh. here before she was famous. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> she um, did. She did like burlesque and singing stuff before, and I think like three or four times. Like not really that much, but I mean, uh, she was going to NYU. Like it's right next to everything. Right. So yeah, that's nice. Uh, but the slipper room's been great. You know, um, the owners pretty awesome um i basically just like sat down with him talked about budgeting and then uh all that stuff and then he just gave us a platform so i like it because the slipper room i guess used to be mainly like burlesque but now they're like adding like drag every tuesday i guess yeah so for me it's just a very convenient location it's nice because i can sit down (laughs) which i can't do at most venues Right. So I, I feel like I've been at the slipper room more than like anywhere else really besides maybe Metro this year. And I'm right. here for it. We love a home bar. It's, <laughs> slipper room's a good one. It's it's nice. Like it's kind of like very elevated. And I feel like a lot of like the clubs and stuff are just not like that. It's it's kind of reminds me of the Beachman, Laurie Beachman Theater. Right. Yeah. Better stage. Yeah. That's why I like it too, because yeah. I feel like it's a personalized one-on-one experience, you know. Yeah, it's historic. Historic. <laughs> Do you uh, know how many gays got? I don't know. <laughs> oh I probably not too many, because it's not yeah. really like, you know. Oh my god, this a fun story after Robin's show after everybody left um this guy that was like living in the apartment buildings next door came into the slipper room unannounced and started yelling about the slipper room being too loud and that there were uh, our patrons were on the roof partying and all this stuff and we're like sitting there going our patrons are not on the roof and dot went up there and, and there was like a whole group of people that climbed out a window in the apartment next to it and like started partying on the roof. <laughs> what was this? This week? This was after Robin's show. This week? Yesterday? Yeah. Oh, because I remember the cops got called before. I was there for that. Yeah. For what? Because noise complaints. Oh my God. It, it, but it's never, it's never them. Yeah. That's like, also, it's a bar. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy, though. Yeah. It's kind of funny, but um, well, speaking of Robin, how did you two meet and become good Judy's? Um, I met Robin through the Are You the Next Diva show officially, but I used to work at Ulta and she actually had come into the Ulta that I was working at and was like looking for foundation. And she had told a coworker of mine that she was a drag queen and she was looking for good makeup and if they had any suggestions and they called me and because they knew I did drag and they were like, can you come help this lowly drag queen? Let me <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, let me help this like lowly drag queen. Let me <laughs> so, <laughs> I color matched her in a foundation and then <clears throat> gave her a couple tips on like makeup I used. So you're responsible, is what you're yeah. telling us. You're also, also uh, for everyone wondering, we're talking about Robin Rose Quartz because there's a yeah. lot of Robins who do there drag in Manhattan. <laughs> Friend of the pod, frequent guest of the pod. Yeah, two-time podcast guest. Yeah, right. 
so yeah so that's pretty much how it happened and then um we exchanged information and then we uh i went to do janelle's competition and then she showed up and i was like oh my god you made it she's like yeah and then we like started talking and then the next week we painted together and then went together and then it was history oh that's cute i love that best friends you guys are i should do that tiktok you guys are uh, so cute together love your friendship you guys should start like your own show like a joint we're gonna call show. it snap art <laughs> that sounds like snapchat's gonna sue you for like copyright <laughs> infringement. maybe i'll become famous perfect <laughs> beautiful we'll talk about that next yeah on our um we're taking our second little break kids We'll be right back with our usual wrap-up bullshit. Bye. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh my God. Hi, kids. Can you believe a second sponsorship on this podcast? Who's paying us? Actually, I'm paying myself. um, This is my ad for my thing um, on June 18th, also at $3 bill. Um, it's the Queer Arts Fest, um, hosted by former guests of the pod, Vinnie Gaga and Vicky DeVille, and also a show by frequent friend and uh, podcast guest, Robin Rose Quartz. Um, it'll be a arts market in the $3 bill performance area. Um, I will be tabling with my good Judy and frequent um, clothing maker, um, Isaac Miss Isaac. I'll be selling prints, and um, I hope to see you there. Um, yeah, that's June 18th at $3 bill, 2 to 8 p.m. Um, come out, come support, come drink, come twirl, come take pictures, you know, see the dolls, see the dolls, pay the dolls, all that jazz. Um, hope to see you there. Bye. And we're back. Hey, 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 hey. With our usual last couple segments. Um... Miss Ginger. Oh. Why so, do you always ask this question when you hate this question? I don't know. I like transitioning. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Miss Ginger. Um, do you think you'll ever be on our television screens, either on Drag Race, Dragula, Camp Wanakiki, Camp Wanakiki. Um, whatever the fuck they do on TLC? The singing uh, one. The one that oh, yeah, that one. every drag queen in the continental U- United States asking for contestants. What was that? That was uh, the drag queen of the universe. They DM. Oh, yeah, queen. yeah. They're like, can you sing? Please apply. Yeah. And then I know people who went pretty far with that and then like they didn't cast them. <laughs> yeah. And some of the ones that they did cast can't even sing. I was like, what? Yeah, we're done. I still haven't even watched that. I don't think I will. Um, I don't know. I would like to end up on Drag Race at some point. Um, mostly for like marketing reasons. Like I just want to be able to take my drag to the next level. And I feel like the only way to do that nowadays is either to become like a viral sensation on a social media platform or drag race. So yeah, I think I, you could do it. I believe in you. I've applied almost as many times as Tina Burner at this point. 
Well, they let her yeah, on. Yeah, but eventually. Tina finally got on. Yeah. She. Thing is, you gotta just keep applying, or you'll never get on. Yeah. My favorite fake rumor about Tina is that she was on the Secret season ten that got filmed halfway through and then canceled because one of the girls went home and leaked everything. Anyways, <laughs> which that rumor is so dumb because I've heard. Oh many, yeah, it was stupid. I've heard so many different versions of that rumor, and they were all bad. Yeah. Um. Anyways, besides the point, irrelevant. Right. What do you think you would do best on Drag Race? Like, what type of? Um, probably the acting challenges, or um. Do you sing? No, I can't sing, but I'm really good at playing a character. Can you sew? Yeah. Did you sew that? No. (laughs) 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 Well, it's just like the show is like 90% acting challenges. You should do fine. Yeah, I think I think I would be like Heidi, where I would just be stupid and silly and have a good time and then but my fashion would probably be trash honestly would you start shit with people because that's all they care about that's how they cast um i guess it depends on who rubs me the wrong way so probably yes that's good then they'll hire you me on day one we have beef with literally every girl but not in a villain way i'd just be like shady (laughs) your first uh your first confessional would be like, I just really don't vibe with any of these hoes. And- I literally hate everyone here. <laughs> they're all like, they all walked in and they're all stuck up. I like they really might win. I like I didn't come here to win. I came here to make enemies. <laughs> <laughs> that should be your. <laughs> it should be your Real Housewives um, line. <laughs> like as soon as you walk in. I didn't come here to win. I came here to make enemies. That would be enemies. good television. <laughs> you should get cast for that alone. Mark's here, villain edit, 2023. And then the shade button goes... <laughs> yeah. I actually have the shade button, but it's in my other room. Do you really? I would play it right now. Yeah. Is it they the were sold. They sold out at DragCon, so I had to order it online. I was so mad. Is it the OG shade noise? Because they you want changed me to find it. it? <laughs> no, I mean you can find it later, but like they changed the shade noise. Oh, did they? What is it now? Yeah, it's like I forget, but it's more instrumental when it used to be like a specific instrument back in the day. Yeah. We it need to snake. Yeah, you like you can like if you listen to older seasons compared to this like even All Star Seven, like they have a newer. Maybe because Bob like put too much like emphasis on it, so they changed it. I mean, she's—I don't know—she's iconic. Yeah, so. we love any the drag. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any future upcoming projects? Um, not really, honestly. Well, you still have toothache. No, just toothache. Um, Pride show. I think it's—is it the fourteenth? Was it 12? It's a 14. I don't even know what my own show is. It's the 14th. The 14th, yeah. For flag day. Maybe I'll wear a flag. Oh. What flag would you wear? 
don't know. Maybe I'll just I'll show up in the American flag. Oh, you're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Very Lana Del Rey of you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I feel like you could do Lana. Have you done Lana? No. I feel like you would do a good Lana. Like, I remember. Young and Beautiful, but that was it. I could see that for you. I did it as a zombie. <laughs> I like that. Bring it back. Do it for your next show. Yeah. So I can see it. It was during Halloween. I did it as like a zombie witch and I did Young and Beautiful. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the best advice you've been given about drag? The best advice I've been given about drag. Um, it's not that serious. Also, Eureka O'Hara told me once when I won my first pageant, she said, I don't know if this is the best advice, but it was advice nonetheless. She she pulled me aside and she was like, who are you? And I was like, I'm Ginger Von Snap. Why? And she's like, uh, no, who are you? And I was like, I don't know. Is this a trick question? And she said, you're Miss Honey Boo 2013 or 2012, whatever year I won. And I was like, yeah, she's like, before you didn't have a legacy, now you have a legacy. So you'll always have something to stand on. And I was like, wow, okay. So she she said, be proud of where you come from. And so that's deep. Yeah. Good going, Eureka. Fun little moment. I like that. Yeah. Oh. That's nice. Legacy. Remember my name. Anyways. Um, <laughs> we have nothing to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite question, um, Miss Ginger, um, can you tell us a tantalizing tale of something scandalous that happened in nightlife that you witnessed or were part of or heard about? Um, something crazy, something amazing, something spectacular, never been done before. What do you got for us? Um, I yeah, actually terrifying. Um, I was at a gig performing in Florida during the uh, Pulse Orlando shooting. Ooh, what? Like, pretty terrifying. Yeah, um, and my mom like texted me and she was like, "Are you okay? I heard about the shooting." And um, I mean, right away we didn't like hear about it until like later but it was it was pretty it was pretty terrorizing and then a good friend of mine a really 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 good friend of mine who I used to perform with um was actually there and she uh climbed out the backstage window during the shooting she was at the bar um so yeah a pretty traumatizing scary experience not to make it too heavy you know oh my goodness yeah I mean, that's definitely crazy. Yeah. I was in uh, Tampa, which is a couple hours away. Yeah. Yeah. But um, not too far from. I wasn't performing. I was just there. Mm. Gotcha. Um, And then an an even more fun story, I guess. Um, It happened not that long ago. Um, I had a guy like follow me home from the bar, (laughs) traded everything, and then like, pulled out his little dangling in front of me 
<laughs> was like propositioning me for sex on the sidewalk. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what is happening? So how much she pay you? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't pay me nothing. That's why I kept going. You did it for free? No. <laughs> I was like, bitch, if you ain't got no money, I ain't doing nothing. He wasn't, he wasn't exactly. ugly, but he was giving creep, so. That sounds Just... terrible. <laughs> I was going to say, you've lived a life and drag. It sounds like, geez. Sorry yeah, for both of very interesting things happen to me while I'm in drag, honestly. Oh, that happened while you were in drag? Yes. Oh. And I was walking mm-hmm. home from the bar after a gig, and he was, like, following me. So creepy. Yeah. Got off on my stop, followed me halfway to my house. I got off on the L and was walking to my house here in Brooklyn. And they walked halfway and we were passing this park. And he like grabbed my arm and had like fully frontal out. I was like, ah, no. And I just kept walking. I would have kicked it. Oh, oh, yeah. Damn. No, I'm sorry that happened to you. Fine. I was like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Sorry, sorry. I'm not gay. I don't know what to do. I don't with like dicks. penis. I don't like penis. He's a lesbian. <laughs> I don't like vagina. Sorry. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> All right. Last question of the pod. Where do you want to take your drag in the future? Um, I don't know. I see myself hosting um, a lot of shows in New York, maybe in the short immediate future. And then if not something more, I feel like I'm really good on a microphone and I'm really good at hosting. So I don't know, hosting something else, hosting something bigger, like, um, I don't know. That's kind of my goals is just to be a part of like some like company or organization where I just host and drag and it's like big and popular and I don't know something like that uh maybe drag race maybe some other television series maybe um maybe even move to another city after I've like worn New York City out you know Mm -hmm. sky's the limit you know I was gonna say I think you could do all of that. That doesn't yeah. seem too crazy. I think so. We like to have realistic expectations in this household. <laughs> I was gonna say those goals sound very yeah, nice I know and, uh, they're like unachievable. <laughs> <laughs> um I um, could answer like Lux Noir London at the pageant and be like, I want to be the first drag queen to perform on the moon. <laughs> Uh, we left at that time, so we didn't even see that. Oh yeah, there was a Q and A portion. Yeah. yeah, we missed all that. Yeah, it was. Um, what's something that you want to do with your drag that's never been done before? And she was like, "I want to be the first drag queen to perform on the moon." I mean, why not? I was like, that's what that's what made her win. <laughs> that go to, off that question. To, to, to the moon. Mine was like. My question was something crazy. It was like, um, what sets you apart from the other entertainers? And I basically just was like, well, I'm from the South, living in the big city. So I come from a really uh, 
non-progressive area and I'm talked about being non-binary and my stance on that and all that stuff. I didn't even realize you guys were there. We left early. Yeah. I think well, we it was also like... really long and they started really late. Yeah, they did. And there was a few performances um, I was not a fan of. There was <laughs> like, this, this sucks. Did y'all see talent? Yes. Yeah, we did. Did you see me do my little Broadway number? Yeah. That's you like the, the table, only, right? That's the only time yeah. I've ever seen you perform, which is sad. Because there's just something always stopping me from going to two things. Same, I'm really going to so. try. I'm going to try for June. <laughs> it's okay. June will be fun. Um, it'll be a good time, gal, hopefully. Cute. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Um, where can the kids find you on the socials? You can find me at Instagram, at Venmo, at Christian Mingle, at Farmers Only, at Craigslist Misconnections. They don't do those anymore. I know. I actually have one. Uh, this is another fun story. Um, <laughs> all those platforms at V-O-N-S-N-A-P, Von Snap, my middle and last name. Um, but yeah, I, I, this person posted a, a misconnections about me. It said Ginger Von Snap, T for T. And I was like, what is going on here? And I read it and they were like, I'm not looking to hook up. I just wanted to let you know, I saw you perform one time and I thought you were an inspiring and beautiful person. And I would absolutely hope you can see this because I want you to know that you inspired me to be more authentic me. And I was like, oh my God, I like screenshot it, like made it my Facebook cover photo. Aw, that's sweet. And very weird. I know, I was like, Well, um, thanks again for joining us. Yeah. It was a pleasure to getting to know you. Um, I was Martyr. I was C. Tepper. And this was Wicked See you <laughs> in, you know, some sort of weeks. <laughs> oh, we're, we'll hopefully be back to more consistent. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Thanks, kids. Bye. I'm C. Tepper. You can follow me on Instagram at C-T-E-P-P-E-R and read my book, The State of Drag, where I interviewed 175 drag queens from around the world. All proceeds go to charity on Amazon.com. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DragTheMartyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, dick pics, send them to DragTheMartyr at gmail.com. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pandora. And catch up with past episodes on work.com. That's W-E-R-R-R-K.com. Artwork for Wigging Out was provided by Glitter Baby Online. That's Glitter Baby Online. Thank you. (laughs) Ha ha!